0: TYH Nation presents Emonet at Work with Label Schwartz. Episode two with Raphael Mandelbaum. What was your name? Raphael Mandelbaum. And what do you do professionally? Real estate development. What does that mean? Real estate development means it's the skill set. uh, It's the practice of taking a piece of property and turning it into a building. From dirt? From dirt to finish. So it's the process of bringing an asset to life. That's crazy. I came to a realization through the course of of coronavirus and um i took it was it was a tough time it was a really tough time trying to grow the business by buying properties to develop uh was extremely difficult Um, we had two projects that i was pursuing and both of them fell apart in that process other ones got got sidetracked so it was a really tough time and i said to myself i had like a real Awakening you know awakening moment where I really thought deeply and I said there's something broken over here and I need to understand what it is It doesn't make sense uh, That I'm not seeing the success that I would like to see Something doesn't add up. There, there's there's a there's a piece missing to this puzzle Our standard teaching may say that's not a good question. Hashem didn't give you the success yet. Keep doing what you're doing you will be fine, but there's an important piece to that. There's a very very important piece Let's assume for a moment that that's a valid question. Why was that question a relevant question? In one of the projects that we've ended up purchasing, the, the broker on the project was Labab Hassid. And uh, I had the opportunity, you know, whenever you're dealing with these deals back and forth, there's always the downtime. So during the downtime, we were sitting and we were talking and we struck it up. I'm very close to Chabad and um, I, I have a lot of uh, my my daily spiritual uh, strength that comes from Chabad. So we were talking and... He was telling me a whole long story and in the story he said that he had these two deals he was working on and they're both failing and he just said a sentence that really struck me and he said, I know I'm good at what I do and it didn't make sense to me that it wasn't working so there must have been something else. And he continued with the story, blah, blah, blah. And that kept ringing in my head. And I said, that, 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 that's not the way I think. I think if it's not working, it's because I wasn't Zoycheh. It's because I'm not good at what I do. It's because I don't have the skill set. You know, I really I go to that negative place. And that negative talk is not coming from a place of strength. Um, it's not coming from Hashem's success. It's coming from, from some sort of negative vibe, you know, like a, a negative vibe. So what he said sounded like it was coming from and it didn't sound like he was being egotistical. It wasn't overly self-confident. Or arrogant or, no, it was, it, it, wasn't was arrogant. it was a clarity. It was just a clarity of like I know I'm good at what I do. I've had I've I've been very successful Turned over I do. and over and over again. So there must be some other reason. There must be some block as to why this is not working. The point of the story is not how it ended. The point <laughs> is that that perspective was a very valuable perspective to me. So that's one piece. Okay. Now that's a nice story and maybe it's right or maybe it's wrong, but it needs a little bit more depth to it for it to have any validity, right? So this is my belief system is based on what I've studied in the Chabad's form and others form. I think it's universal. I don't think I'm, I don't think, uh, Hasidus is the one that invented it. Maybe they just, uh, brought it, you life. know, brought it to life a little bit, a little bit more, uh, clearly articulated a little bit better. I don't think God put me in this world because God needs me to make money. I don't think that that's the purpose of me being here. That seems like a little shallow. And if the purpose of my life, the vast majority of our time and the vast majority of our struggles and emotional difficulties are are in business. You know, just think about the day. Yeah, get up in the morning, dive and learn. Great. No matter how much time that is, the bulk of the day is being spent at work. And even once I get home, okay, I'm with the family, I do homework, I live with my kids, but then at some point, I'm just checking, catching up email. How much time in the week, in the month, in the year It can't be that the purpose is just to put bread on the table to service the two hours that I'm learning the rest of the day. That doesn't make sense. What makes more sense is that that time that I'm spending at work is part of the Abayr Sekhitesh. It's part of the purpose of being here. It's part of the mission. Why is that part of the mission? Because God needs me to build another building in New Jersey somewhere. Someone else can build a building. There's, There's a lot of builders out there, a lot of developers out there. That's not the purpose. The purpose is for both the internal improvements and external improvements that happen in this world, both my change of personality, the work that I do on myself, as well as that that I create in the, in the sphere of inf- influence around me through those challenges and tribulations, right? That's why the challenges are there. It's not so that I could get the money, it's so that I go, the purpose is to go through the challenges and for, you know, what Hasidus would call the, you know, the light that comes through the darkness, right? That's what it's there for. So you gotta have the darkness to have the light. And then the light comes through the darkness. You know, it's obviously rooted in the czar, where it says, There's no light that doesn't come to the darkness. Right? So that means that when I'm hitting a brick wall, if the answer is, eh, you weren't zarach yet. Just, just have trust and have faith and everything will be okay. And don't do any more self analysis. Don't do any more work. Don't ask yourself any questions. Don't look for other, for other paths or avenues then I how how am I going to be effective in really having that effect, that influence on myself and others? Because I'm not changing. The purpose is to change. The purpose is to ask those questions. That's the purpose. The purpose is to say that there is some block here and I need to find what that block is and open it up. It may be a personality defect in myself that I need to correct. It may be a skill set that I need to learn, right? It may be... Uh, Someone that I need to be interacting with. And it may be something totally spiritual. It may have nothing to do with business at all. It may be that there's a tikkun that I need to take care of. You know, there's some mitzvah or a veyr that I need to really shore up and, and take and, and, and pay attention to, right? <laughs> right. It could be that as well. When I was in Shiva, I felt like I had this like constant growth. Just
1: like I feel in business. I have constant growth now because that's where all of our energy is going. The growth side, I don't know if I see the same incrementals as I do on my professional side. How do you keep the balance between also growing on this side? Because I see you have time to, like you're making time to think.
0: Let me start with a with a little terrorist so it'll clarify and it'll, it'll kind of, the two pieces will fall into place as I proceed, okay? I heard this once on a tape from Shim Shin Pincus many, many, many years ago. And I heard this and it had a huge impact on me, huge, huge impact um, because it rang so true. You know, when you hear something that just rings true, it kind of really, really has a, a deep impact. So, he, th- this tape was obviously done either Motsi Shabbos or Sunday after a whole weekend seminar. And at the end of the weekend seminar, Shimshon Pinkus got up and he said, You know, the whole weekend, so and so kept saying uh, and encouraging everybody, instead of picking up a newspaper, pick up a Gemara, instead of picking up a magazine, pick up a Sefer. And he said, I don't mean to, you know, to step on anybody's covenant, and he says, I love this person like dearly, but I, I think he's making a mistake. And he said, there's a reason why you can't just put down a newspaper and pick up uh, a Gemara. And uh, maybe I'll just parenthetically add in that this was way before social media. With today's social media click addiction, it's even harder, right? But and you'll see why it's harder. You'll see why in a minute. He said, there's a Gemara that says that Anam Arishan, there's two manda was either uh, Ragla Raisha Bashamay Ragla his head was in the sky and his feet were planted on the ground. Uh, and the other Madama says, no, 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 he was me Saifa'la from the farthest of the east to the farthest of the west, from one end to the other end, you know, horizontally. Um, so Rashim Pika says it's not it's not a, it's not really a machlai, because what it means is as follows. If you want to understand what something is, is you have to look at what it's made out of. You know, if this, if you want to understand the the nature of this table, you have to look at what it's made out of. If it's made out of wood. Well, then it'll have the nature of wood. If wood burns, this table will burn, right? If it's made out of metal, you look at the nature of metal, you'll understand the nature of the table, right? So, if you want to understand the nature of a human being, you have to look at what a human being was made out of. The first human being was Adam and So, what the Gemara is telling us is the nature of humanity. The nature of humanity has two modes. Mode A is head in the sky feet on the ground. And he says for the march of history for the most part through the march of history up until about the uh, industrial revolution that's how humanity approached life. Their head was in the cloud. They were interested in in heady stuff. They were interested in either philosophical or fantasy novels and stories and thinking about, you know, you had your 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 prototypical shepherd that would lie and look up at the stars and fantasize about you know, what's going on in the sky, stargazing. That's how pe- That was the modality of people's mindset. That was the mindset, right? Cognitive uh, stimulation. There's another mode, mode B. Mode B is from one end of the world to the other end of the world. It's this hunger to be, conquer, know, do, touch, everything. And he explained, he said, that's why the... Um, the interest in newspapers is so strong. Everybody wants to know what's going on in another country. Why do you care? I never understood that. He says, because if you know what's going on, you feel like you've been there. If you feel like you've been there, you feel like you have you have some, some control or some, some input there. You know It was very, it's unfortunately very sad and very shocking that he said in that tape, he said, you know uh, one of the worst things you could do to somebody is take away their driver's license because you, you restrict the freedom of movement. And when you drive somewhere once, you feel like you know the place. You know, next time you drive, like, oh, I was here before. I know this place, right? I'm connected. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah, it's sad because, I'm, and he joked around about his own driver's license. And unfortunately, he was nifter through a driving accident. So it's, it's very unfortunate. And, uh, you know, uh, and, you know, he really was an amazing person. The point though is, is that he said, if we approach life with the mentality, with the mindset that I want to know what's going on all over the place. I'm I'm everywhere. I, I want to explore. I want to know physically, not mentally, but physically. I want to go visit other countries. I want to touch other countries. I want to read about all everything that's going around around, around the world. You're not going to be satisfied with a Gemara. You're not going to be satisfied with mental stimulation. It's not going to capture your interest. It's not going to capture your your excitement. So he was saying, you know, just to tell yourself, don't pick up a newspaper, pick up a Gemara, it's not gonna be successful. You wanna be successful? So you gotta change your mindset completely. It's a completely different mindset. It's a mindset of feet on the ground, head in the sky. I wanna understand, I wanna think, I wanna be mentally stimulated, not physically stimulated. It's a completely different mindset. So borrowing those two approaches, we're gonna transport that or transpose that into business. Right. And there's two mindsets to approach into business. One mindset is we'll go backwards. The negative. The one mindset is one end of the world to the other end of the world. You know, yeah, I get up in the morning. I'll dive and I'll I'll learn a little bit. But when I hit business, I want to conquer everything. I want to build the biggest, the best, the fastest. I want to make money. I want to be everywhere. I want to know where everything's going on. I I just got to go, 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 go. Hustle, 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 go, go, go. Um, with that mindset, there really is two different people. There's a split personality. And now you have this question of, hey, I'm growing spiritually. What's happening on the business side? Or maybe I am growing business-wise because I'm learning all these new skills, and I'm, I'm taking all these courses, and I got all these coaches, and I see all the self-development that I'm doing business-wise, but what's happening with my ruchnius? It's falling down. Right? That's what's yeah. But that's, that's one mindset. But that doesn't need to be the mindset. There's another mindset, mode one, feet on the ground, head on the sky. And that mindset also has aspirations. It also has ambitions and goals. But it's one, it's, it's just one. I'm here for one mission. You know, I follow that mission, the plan that God has laid out for me. It's not my success, it's God's success. It's not what I want, it's what God wants, and I'm here to let that unroll, unravel. When that happens, The personal growth that happens in the business arena is not any less spiritual than the personal growth that happens in the spiritual arena. It's not one or the other. They're not different. It's not any different in any way. It's the same faith, trust. It's the same interaction with people. It's the same ego, humility. It's all the same derived from maybe different sources at different times. So maybe on a, on, on a Sunday afternoon, it'll come from a business book or a business coach. And maybe on a Shabbos afternoon, it'll come from a Sefer or from a, a shir. But it's the same message, it's the same personality, it's the same person, it doesn't change. And
1: that's how almost in a holistic approach to life, because like we've said, the terror didn't stop in the base Medrash. The Torah is meant to be a guide for us in our lives everywhere we go, personally, professionally. You have an opportunity to make an incredible Kiddush Hashem and almost surprise people. Tell me about what that's like. We
0: can talk specifically about the Kiddush Hashem, but what I'm talking about is beyond just Kiddush Hashem. What I'm talking about is beyond Kiddush Hashem. There's a spiritual purpose that, that exists independent of whether it does or doesn't have an impact on the person standing next to us. There could be a need for a Jew to make a bracha in a specific spot because that place needs it. You know, if you if you go deeper into the uh, old historic uh, Hasidic stories, you have stories of tzaddikim that you know tapped their their cane. A particular story about Nachman of Varka, but tapped a cane against the tree because there was a neshama that needed a tikkun. You know, there are there are prisms beyond our vision that. Um, require a Jew to be in a specific, specific spot to do something specific that we may or may not even know what the impact is. So yes, there's there's one part of that. One part of that is, you know, the impact Kiddush Hashem that will have on Jews and non-Jews alike. And then there's another part of it that may not even have a direct impact on a person, but there's a spiritual reason why we need to be there. We may not ever know what that reason is. Sometimes, once in a while, we get a little glimpse. Just a little glimpse and you can say, well, now now I kind of see why I was sent here. Maybe I was sent here just to have this conversation. You know, maybe I was sent here just to to spread this word or or lighten this person's load. Um, But uh, we may not know that, you know, we don't always get that glimpse.
1: But it is, when we do get a taste of it, it is reassuring. It is reassuring. I don't need to know everything, but if I taste one little piece, the rest of it starts to make sense.
0: Yes, it's reassuring. And then we get that reassurance every now and then. We get that little reassurance. This point struck me as well. Ramam said if you take a step back and you look at the world and look at the march of history, you see that God is preparing the world for an eventual huge event. Way back in ancient history, there was a lot of, dualities, a lot of belief in multiple gods. That was the common belief, you know, of Avinu was the, the machadish that there's only one God. And then over the march of history, what became the predominant religions in the world? Christianity and Islam, Judaism. All three believe in one God. Yes, there are differences as to who the savior is or who the prophet is, but it's one God. Concept monotheism. Monotheism. That means most of the world is being prepared to believe in monotheism for the ultimate event, right? So if you look at that history, the Chavetz Chaim says, oh, telephones were created. Obviously, this is an indication towards Mashiach coming because now we can get our message across to more people. The Chavetz Chaim is saying that with a telephone. So just keep going down that track. And then the Obaveturev is saying it about radio. Well, then what do you think? How do you think podcast lines up on that timeline? Just do the math, Right. So, taking a message that typically was only found at a in one-on-one in a shetibel late at night, once a month or whatever, to take that and use this timeline medium to say, not only could we get the message across by phone, not only could we get the message across by radio, not only could we get it across, you know, by uh, by mass media, but we can get it out through podcasts and through. I mean, that's that's pretty powerful. That's where we're at. It's on, that, it's on that track of the world refining itself to an, an obvious ultimate grand finale. What you know? that is, we don't know exactly. But we see that there's a story unfolding. There's got to be a plan to this. You see the plan. When you step back and look at the world, you see there's a plan. And this is another thing about your business and, and, uh, and Amuna thing. There's the micro and the macro. When I'm in the business problem, we get lost in the, in, the, in the micro problem. How am I going to solve this problem with this issue in my business right now? And who says there's a plan for my life? And how do I trust? And who says that's a lot of self-absorbing? Let's take a step back for a minute. Forget about me. All right. Let's say I'm on Sadaka Tam the rest of my life. You know, let's say it happens, right? Forget about me. Look at the march of history. I'm part of something a lot bigger than just my little business and my little problem. I'm, I'm part of a march of history that's unfolding that clearly has a, has a beginning, a middle, and an end. There was a base on Mikdash. We know that. Go to Eretz You see the Kaisel. It's there. It's not made up. You know, you see the story, and you see that something's unfolding, like the Rambam's pointing out. You see the, the world is is evolving towards a monotheistic belief, and you see that things are. there's a birer that's happening, even in the last current events. You see there's a birer You see that there's something happening. So we're part of that 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 chain of events. I'm just one little teeny little cog on that. You know, now my problem is not nearly as 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 big. You know? Yeah, I gotta solve it. I, I want I, I gotta put bread on the table. And we got we need the business to be successful. But my mission here is, is a lot greater than that little problem.
1: Which allows that clarity takes the edge off.
0: Yes. And it answers the question. So, like, because we started this conversation by saying, well, I see myself as having a mission greater than just my business. God didn't put me here just to make money. I'm here, and God gave me the need to chase the money, but not for the money, but for the, the struggles, the challenges, and the rewards, the triumphs that will be along the way, right? But one can still ask the question, but why? Yeah, like, what, but what, why? this is what he needed? Like, this is what God needed but in his why? life to, like,
1: to, like, put me in the rat race and start, like, you know... Wheel, you know, hamster wheeling around.
0: Exactly, and, but now and, and we're not—we don't not have the full answer. I'm not proposing I have the full answer. But when you start looking at it in a bigger picture, it starts making sense. When you take all those, if you look at like you know just one thread in 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 clothing, you know you got your initials there. If I just look at one thread, I'm like, why they put blue in the middle of a white shirt? That make any sense? But then when you step back and you say, oh, it's your initials, it makes sense to me. I see the pattern. Now we don't see the full pattern, but when we step back and see a lot more of the pattern. It starts making sense. Then the, the one the one Messiras nefesh, the one kiddush Hashem, the one you know even the stories of people dying on Kiddush Hashem, like that. What's the happy ending? The happy ending is that. Look at the whole happy ending. Look at what saw, what happened right, to Kali yeah. and they were part of that. Yeah. You know. Now, if all I'm interested is that I should have a comfortable life, then I say no, thank you. This yes, is no, no, not. Not not for me. I I I I have my own goals in life. The real Messiras nefesh is being moiser my nefesh, meaning being Moisser my plans and allowing my hopes, aspirations, goals, and ambitions to be secondary, to be, to be uh, subservient to the greater plans that Hashem has. That's, the re- That's true misirous nefesh. If I'm coming to Hashem and saying, hey, Hashem, I need to win this deal. This is the amount of money that I need to make from it. And this is the timeline then that's me saying, okay, how do I get Hashem to march to my plan, right? <laughs> that's what I'm doing, you know. And this is again going back to like a, a Lubavitcher perspective. Again, Lubavitcher is the only one that I saw that writes in the my in in his in his igris. and it was it really shook me very powerfully, positively when I saw it. Is that he writes numerous times to people with confidence that you must trust that God is good and all will be good. It's called Torah's Chaim, and it's a Torah of life, and everything will be good, right? Now, what that good is and when it will be, undefined, right? If I see that I'm constantly hitting roadblocks, that means that there's something that needs to be corrected because God intends for it to be good. What the definition of that good is, good is good, okay? We're not going to take something that's bad and say, well, really, it's good because (laughs) if you look at it the other way, no, no, good is good, right? Good is good. You just see it. It's it's a davar hanigla by it's clear it's known it's revealed it's good but i'm not giving it i'm not giving an expiration date to it i'm not giving a delivery date to it i'm not giving a number to and
1: it and i'm also not even creating the original vision
0: well let's go back to Moshe ben, right? Moshe ben was uh is out in the uh in the desert with the Jewish people and he says of them if everybody's going to die what are the Mitzrayim going to say right? The are going to say that they, we told you so Right, that was the tefillah exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. it was Hashem I know right. you want us to be saved because of the chila right. because it doesn't fit your plan Right. not because it's not my plan not because I came and said we need to get to Israel and we want to go first class so get us <laughs> on that ticket and uh, you know get my Ishwars to work yeah, out because yeah, yeah. I got to get there when I need to get there no, no no it was I know you have a plan my only concern is that your plan will be niskala that there will be a chila in that plan and
1: that, we that can't was work. the
0: tefillah yeah this is perfect
1: Traditionally, I'm a photographer. Mm-hmm. I would love to, as we do at the end of all of our sessions, to gift you with a portrait that you can use for okay. your professional lives. Thank you. My greatest pleasure. Thank you so much.
0: Be sure to check out the full episode on our YouTube channel, on your favorite podcast platform, and on our website, tyhnation.com.